Welcome to the greatest Welcome show on earth. Last show night I cut the light off in my bedroom, hit the switch, was in the bed before the room was dark. 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 This is combat culture. Dark. This is combat culture. Welcome to the British Shore. I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. That's bad. This, this is combat, is combat culture. culture. Good evening, guys, and welcome to Combat Culture Africa. As usual, on the mic right now is Oche Young Jalof Edache. To my right is my coach and friend, Chidi B-Boy Demil Nwankwo. What's up, guys? Right across from him is Skelly Innocent Edache. What up, what up? And right beside him is the Minister of Fitness himself, Mayo Okunu. Hello, people. Good evening, everyone. And today, the topic is straight to the point. The implications of Usman's win in UFC 261 this weekend. Usman shook the world. No one expected him to knock Jorge Masvidal out in the fashion in which he did. Mm. And I think everybody, right before we even go into the implications of his win, um, Chidi, why don't you tell us from a technical standpoint, what did Usman do to cinch that win in such convincing fashion? What was it technically that he did that, that shocked everyone? Well, to kick it off, like first of all, I think a, a huge credit goes to his coach, Trevor Whitman. Of course. Because honestly, after he joined... Uh, joined the team, his striking just got phenomenal. Like, mm. it got next level, levels or levels above what he was before. Mm. Like, before, like, usually Usman literally pressures you. It's not that like his striking was that good, but, mm. like, he always found a way to pressure you towards a corner, mm. and he's, he implies his wrestling. Mm. But now he's even more dangerous because people actually have to consider his striking now. Like, put it in count that, oh, this guy can actually knock me out now. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he's, he's, he can put, put on combinations that actually connect mm. and lead to something else. So, a huge part is this coach. And even in the first fight, like, you could tell, like, you can see the massive difference skill-wise between him in the first fight and the second fight. Mm-hmm. The first fight, Masvidal wasn't worried at all about anything he had to throw. Like, he just had to worry about the, the wrestling, the takedowns. The second fight... Usman didn't really want to wrestle that much, to be honest. Like, he was like, you know what? I'm tr- going to try and beat you in your own game. Mm. My, I'm so confident right now in my striking that I'm, I'm going to challenge you in it. That's what I saw. So his footwork was good. His striking was good. But even at that, I mean, there were some times where he, I felt like he overextended himself. At the end with, of the first it. round, right? Even and in the, the first round as well. Yeah, like, was, mid-first round. He, yeah. he, there was sometimes I felt like... He reached too much with the with the punches. I mean, if Masvidal was aware enough, he would have actually caught him and done some damage. Some but of those punches I just, were wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but again, he kept his composure. He he took some some advice he gave to Francis again. You know, just calm down, take your time, and you get the you know get the knockout. So that's what he did really well. He he kept his composure. He stuck to the basics. Mm. I can I can't stress this enough. Always stick to the basics. Always have that in mind. They they're there for a reason. They always work. Mm. And that was just it. That was simply a a one two, mm. a, basically a, a fake jab into a cross as well. Mm. Straight straight rocket cross. Mm. <laughs> missile of life. Yeah. That's what I described in one of my groups, a guided missile yeah. to his jaw. You know, you know that yeah. punch actually reminded reminds me of uh, the wild men fight. The, uh, Ruiz. The wild yeah, yeah, Ruiz. Ruiz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's, the it's the sweat. It's the sweat. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and, and Wilder throws his two the exact same way. He yeah, throws his entire yeah, body, the whole weight as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had to cushion That's his beautiful. body if off he, of yeah, Masvidal's yeah. body. If he missed, 
he would have open. rolled on the floor. Yeah, 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 yeah literally. But yeah. again, that's that's why he's so good in wrestling as well. If he missed that, that was a simple takedown mm, as well. It's really interesting how like these guys that are tech, that specialists in one thing become so good at it that it negates one part of the other person's game plan. Mm-hmm. Nobody wrestles Usman because mm-hmm. he's such a good wrestler. Yeah, exactly. So now if he's striking elevates, yeah. he just puts everybody in a bad spot because yeah. what what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Something I, I noticed was how much Masvidal was was biting on his feints. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was giving so many big reactions to little to little, little movements, yeah. and they were herky jerky. So mm. I was like, "Ah, oh, this guy isn't relaxed." That was the first thing I said. Yeah, yeah, I said yeah, like, yeah. he's too tense. Yeah. Another thing again, commented that is like you could see that Masvidal didn't actually respect his striking at all. He was still landing. Usman was still landing. There's some good punches as well. His hands were down the entire time, and I mean, Masvidal said he said. He wasn't coming into this fight expecting to get um, to have to wrestle um, to have to strike with Usman. Mm-hmm. He had what he had worked on was to like, improve his wrestling to like to negate yeah. all of Usman's attacks. Usman, that was his whole training camp. Well, Usman, brought the, Usman brought the bombs, yeah, man. But it always happens. The same thing that happened with Khabib and Connor. Yeah. When you're there expecting the wrestling, mm-hmm. the strikes that come at you just get you by surprise, yeah. and that's why I was able to. To, like, to hit Conor so hard and get him to rock back. Massive props to Masvidal, though. The one time he was taken down, yeah, he, he did really yeah, well yeah. on his oh, back. I mean, that's, that's what he's been working on. That was textbook. been working on. Got to the cage yeah. real fast. Textbook. That's what he's been working on. Yeah. Really, really good. And one, one more thing to add was the reason he got taken down was because he threw a flying that's knee right. because yeah. Usman had been changing levels. That's for, right. For, yeah. He changed levels like three times and yeah. Masvidal threw a knee yeah. up just to... Those, yeah. those jabs to the body that mm. didn't really look like much, but, but, but Usman kept, over doing, time. Him, kept time. doing them it over hurts, time. Yeah. And and Masvidal started reacting to of them. Course. Yeah. So. Of course. Yeah. Okay, all right. So, Skelly, why don't you tell us where, what this win for Usman does to the welterweight picture? That entire top eight of that yeah. division, where does it stand now? Um, it, it, it's actually kind of settled, if you look at it. Like... Um, obviously, Usman is the is like a villain at this point. Like <laughs> he's the boss at the end of the video game, and in that suit afterwards, he looks like it. You yeah, know, man. you know, looks like kingpin. It's a problem. Um, <laughs> but you know, but but mo- almost everyone has their dance partner set. Um, I think, you know, as far as the the title picture goes, Colby kind of have to forget about like um, um, Jorge Masvidal. That's it. I think yeah. he's entering the twilight of his career, you know, and for him, to, remarkable things will have to happen for him to get consideration mm-hmm. for another title shot. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, Dana White has already said it's Colby Covington versus Kamaru Usman next. Mm-hmm. We'll probably look for that. And just one, one thing to point out. Another reason why Kamaru is so scary is that for a lot of fighters, and, you, you know, you, can, you, can, you, can, you might speculate the same thing about Zhang Weili. When they collect damage, it hurts them. Kamaru is not collecting damage. These people are, mm. he's not coming out of these fights, you know, with a bust. Mm, yeah, he's not. Yeah, sure. yeah. um, so, so, so good for him. It, they, they might turn this around in three or four months for the, for the Colby Covington fight. So that's it. I don't, I don't think, I don't think he wants that fight right now. I don't know why I'm not interested in that either. I mean, I'm not either, but. I just want to see something else, something new. But there's no one else. They want to be honest. Yeah, and firstly, he actually won that first fight convincingly. Yeah. Yeah. But finished him. But it counts. I don't know why. Wonder Boy. I love Wonder Boy. Yeah, same. And I also, I, I also recognize. I think he's thirty-eight now. Thirty-seven. He's I think. Thirty-seven, thirty-eight, mm-hmm. something like that. He's, he's also getting towards the end. Mm. 
his window is closing. But really? I just feel like with the especially with this with you know with the matchmaker model, they and with everything that happened in twenty twenty, they're looking for how to make money. Mm. Looking for how to make money and Kobe's mouth sells more than Wonder yeah. Boy's friendliness. I was happy yeah, to, I don't know I was happy actually. to see him there yesterday. Um, <laughs> Kobe. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was happy to see him like the moment I saw him I was like, oh the villain is back. Did he post a picture of with uh, um, Mars Vidal's like ex girlfriend, ex wife. I, don't know. Know. Uh, I didn't even pay attention. Probably to paid that. her money. He has money. I hope it was his mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder what that's just called. So you said so Colby on number two. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so Colby's gonna get the next shot, mm-hmm. and then um, Leon Edwards is in a strange position. Like mm-hmm. Gilbert Burns has already lost to Kamaru, so he's fighting Wonder Boy. Everybody's lost to Kamaru apart from Wonder Boy. Yeah, I think if Wonder Boy wins that fight, I think he gets next. You know, with depending on what happens with the with the Kamaru and Kobe fight. So, you know, Gilbert Burns is next in the rankings. He already has a dance partner and he's already had his shot and he missed it. Mm. The next person is Leon Edwards, mm. who's lost to Kamaru a long time ago, mm-hmm. but um, needs to... <laughs> he just has such bad luck. Yeah, yeah. You know, the village people. Like exactly. <laughs> like the Bilal Mohammed IPOC thing happens, ruins what was supposed to be his comeback fight. So they're just like, you know, fuck it. Fight Nate Diaz. Do you know what's so interesting? Yeah, I think they didn't run that back. Why? I don't want no, them to. Well, I, I didn't want, want them to either. It wasn't particularly he interesting. Really he, was beating, he was beating him for that first round. Bilal was, was outmatched. I didn't even care about that. Yeah. But he looked good in the round that we yeah. saw. But then, you know, so he's going to fight. And in a way, he should be happy, um, Leon, that they gave him Nate. Because what do people always mm-hmm. say about yeah. Leon? Leon is boring. Nobody knows who he is. He has no star power. Fight. All right, so let's give him one of the biggest stars in yeah, the UFC. Yeah, mm-hmm. Go fight Nate. And, you know, if you can... I, I like that fight. I like that fight. If you can promote it, if you can... And then it's going to be dynamite in the ring. Yeah. Uh, sorry, in the cage. They're going to beat Nate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be Nate. I, I don't like saying this, but I feel like... I don't want to say it, but I feel like he's a gatekeeper. Right? Yeah. yeah, but it's true. Yeah, it, is, it is what it is. Nate, it's, what right? it is. it's not that it good. Is what it is. And then Nick but is definitely always the one I prefer. Yeah, yeah. 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 And and you know and then after that you're in your Michael Kiesa. Yeah, uh, you know, you know what? Let's out. leave those guys okay, out. Right. Yeah. One more question. What, okay. what do, um, Nick Diaz was at the be- at the event yeah, yesterday. Yeah. What do you think his presence on the welterweight division and his desire to fight? Do you think it has any effect? Are there any interesting fights that can be made? It, does Greg Hardy come out? Oh, sorry, Mike Hardy. Is it was his name? Um, um, the uh, analyst guy that got fired. Dan Hardy. Dan, Dan Hardy. Hardy. Yeah. Do you see them doing a rematch? Yeah, he, he, does it make? You know, you know who comes to mind um, for me when I think about uh, who Nick Diaz can fight. It's Robbie Lawler. Mm. Like old guys, <laughs> you know. He, I think he's in that old guy group now. You know, I don't know how old he is now. Thirty six, thirty seven, something like that. But, but he he wears his damage like. He, you hear him talk. You, yeah, we don't. Up, man. Bu- yeah, we don't know <laughs> where he is up. in terms of skill um, level. Skill level. Mm. He hasn't fought in so long, and with the way this game evolves, so throw him in there with Robbie, Robbie Lola and punch the crap out of each other. Mm. Um, you know, I also think about. Um, I think about guys like Matt Brown for him, mm. like like just the older oh welterweights. God. Yeah, that's that's it. I just unless he proves otherwise in his comeback fights. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So there's there's Mayo, you're gonna cover something for us real oh. quick, right? The promotion the the way the car, the body language of the fighters before the fight and after the fight is always remarkably different. Mm. Yeah. 
you saw the trash talk i chose you yeah this is my fight he's not a superstar he's a journeyman and then after the fight respect usman beat me hands hands down this and that as a former fighter yourself why do you think that always happens why do fighters always forge some bond some deep friendship after it, a it, loss it's it's, it's, the tr- it's the trenches it's it happens not just between fighters just between humans when you go through an ordeal it brings you closer together it's just how it how it is um I mean, if you think about Stockholm Syndrome, I mean, even that scenario, mm. like someone's, someone's kidnapped you, yeah. but you're in, the, in traumatic yeah. situation with that person, you start feeling like having feelings for that person. So it's the same kind of thing. And then um, what I even want to bring up is the fact that, you know, like Usman even admitted that he was nervous, mm. that that have made yeah. him nervous. Yeah. He didn't show any of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't pick that up. Did anybody pick it up? I don't Before know. the fight? He didn't even say that about Gilbert Burns, who was even more threatening, yeah. arguably. Someone who even knew more about him. Yeah, of yeah. course. But he, he said, yeah, you made me you made me nervous. You made me, like, put in the work. Like, elevated yeah, as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. Put in the work. Yeah. And, you know, but, but in his interviews, he was all like, man, I chose you. I decided to make mm-hmm. you. Like, like it's, it, that that is the part that was more like interesting, like, interesting to me. I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. like I couldn't have called that mm. at any point. And I love the fact that you know, um, Masvidal in that moment was also be able to just you know see things as they were and say, it doesn't matter what, whether it wins or loses. Think about where he is now and where he started from. Of course, yes. he's winning. Of course, and you know, you know, it's just it's just humans when we go through stuff. We just we have some clarity that mm. comes with it, and yeah. you know, so. It's done now. Let's just see for what it was. We went to war together, mm, and right. even though we we're against each other, the point is we yeah, both we, bled together. Shared blood. Mm. True. So, you know what I think is going to happen, right? Call me, call me Mystic Charles this evening. I think Nidias is going to people because people are making a lot of noise that Masvidal's career is over. His start, his ten seconds of fame is over. Mm. I think Nidias is going to lose to Leon. And then then they're going to do BMF two, and then BMF two is going to make even more money yeah, than yeah. the first time, and that might be his last yeah. big I, thing. I, 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 yeah, I think his his um his star is fading, not in terms of star power. But in terms of title contention, yeah. I just don't yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's been here. But no, but I think the value of the belt is kind of diminished. Mm. No it's doubt. A bit no. Yeah. Okay. It's so, um, are we gonna are we gonna bother talking about Connor's mouth? No, no, no. You know, I didn't even bother. Like, yeah. Listen, I'm the biggest Connor fan here, and I don't want to talk about it. There's there's something really interesting. Did you guys watch the Dana White press conference, post fight press conference? Bits of it. Okay. So uh, at the end, it was just a Logan Paul part. I just thought he was he was irritated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. BBC Africa. Yes, was I thought. Did, I, did you notice I, there was yeah, a guy with, yeah. That, yeah. with with the South African accent? Accents, asked yeah. A few mm. questions. yeah, and he asked Dana, um, all right. with all the dominant yeah. fighters you have in Africa right now, um, do you see, see the um, a UFC Africa event happening? And do you see all your African champions headlining the card and your head and your African fighters fighting on that card? Dana gave a Dana White response saying, Oh, we don't know what might happen, people might lose, the belts might change hands. But if things remain the way they are now, UFC we're definitely going to Africa to make that fight happen. We're already making plans, we're already making arrangements. Mm-hmm. Usman came on further and said, oh, certain hoops need to be jumped through yes, uh, before yes, that happens. Do then Dana now goes ahead and then asked him, what date are you looking at? And he, without missing a beat, he said, 2022, we're going to Africa. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. So 
what do you guys think about that? That's our open discussion with you. What I think it would have been 2021 if not for this pandemic. Mm. Like, um, South Africa is timing wise. That's but yeah. that's. A, yeah. I want us to just remove our minds from me being in Nigeria. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. It's, it's not going to be in Cameroon either. Of course not. South Africa. It's South, South Africa. Africa. Yeah, it, too, it makes too much sense. It's the most advanced country in yeah. Sub-Saharan Africa. Yeah, they have yeah. the facilities. They have yeah. absolutely. They, they have everything. everything South Africa. There. South Africa hosted a World Cup. And mm. then and then it's you know and then it's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Because they're probably most likely doing Cape Town. Mm. Yes. Funny enough, beautiful. they have more fans. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hotels will be sold out. Sold out. Yeah. You know the I'm standard really of hotels. Be there. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. So yeah. Still going to Cape Town this year. August, isn't yeah. it? August? Yeah, August. Yeah, I'm still down. I don't August. know about you guys. Yeah, yeah, August, <laughs> I was just throwing out there checking. Yeah, check. okay. I have a mortgage. So. Yeah. 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 Shout out, shout out to Skelly. Shout out to Skelly, homeowner man. Yeah, twenty. Homeowner at twenty six. I swear. Um, and shout out, shout out to Usman. He made me ten thousand naira yesterday. That's oh, why it's yeah. zero on you yeah. next time. Yeah, go man. Yuri, 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 better bet against Usman. Really? Yeah. But yeah, um, I I been, did you see Chad Ochocinco, who used to play wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals in the NFL? Before the fight, yeah. Jorge walks in and he's like, yo, get him, money. Yeah. get him. He yeah. bet $50,000. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, but, but he has money. That was. Chad, I saw that. Well, Chad has money, but <laughs> not that kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> But why would you? Well, he but he was. He, he, is he wait, from Florida as well? He, wait, wait, he wasn't yeah, saying yeah. he's a Florida boy. He was in the Wayans, right? The black guy. Yeah, yeah the black, black guy. guy. He was head. talking yeah. a lot. He kept Ooh, on. I think he's in his forties now, but could pass for thirty. Yeah, he looks good. Yeah, it looks really. Because I remember in, during the Wayans, like there was yeah, the a small altercation, and then someone stepped up, and Francis, oh, yeah? Francis kind of stepped as well. Yeah. <laughs> so people were oh, asking. Yeah? People in, interviewed him afterwards, like, "Yo, so were you planning on fighting the Wayans?" <laughs> 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 I, I, have, I have one more thing right yeah. before we, we we call this uh, uh, before we wrap this up if the ufc is coming in in 2022 what opportunities are available for indigenous africa africans um to prepare for that i mean there's people like us doing stuff in media there's fighters but i'm sure there's a lot of niche stuff maybe craftsmen i don't know artisans mm. radio personnel i don't question. know what, what do you think people can start to do beforehand that will prepare them to take advantage of the opportunity when it comes well i mean you mentioned the major ones first but yeah the little i mean reiterate feel free like to for us yeah. if we keep building you know there's so many opportunities just with being in, in proximity to all that ufc star power yeah. you know there's opportunities for for interviews for media content of course but then you know there's also opportunities for partnerships um you know you that may be where the the conversation starts that ends up with uh UFC um, performance institute, whatever Nigeria. in Nigeria or in or in South Africa, you know, or in Cameroon, wherever. So it's just once you get people in the same room, all kinds of magic can happen. Yeah. And you never know who takes a liking to who and who bonds. And before you know it, there are all kinds of business opportunities you know can come out of that. Uh, I'll just I'll, I'll just like um, basically I'll I'll talk based on like small companies or startup companies more opportunities might actually come their way in the sense that the UFC actually brings more awareness into MMA. Mm, yeah. So with that happening, you have all these, let's say, startup companies like, man, there could even be a new Venom mm. <laughs> or something like, you know. In our back. That's true. Exactly. Yeah. That's make MMM, I'm sorry, make, um, make gears make, and stuff. Yeah, Mayo, I'm sure Mayo has a connect that will make that happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And then so um, people need to start thinking ahead, start thinking big as well. Even from a, even from a, um, you know, one of the things that 
somebody, I can't remember who it was, and I'm really sorry about that, mentioned in, in response to one of our Instagram posts was that um, there's no money in the sport. Swag Daddy. Swag Daddy. That's right, Swag Daddy. He's, he's really, really On, consistent. Across all combat Massive sports. shout outs to you, Swag Daddy. Yeah, he, apparently, he practiced capoeira. He, oh, made, he commented on that capoeira. Was he the one that gave you that info? Of like, course. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. The, the, oh, the, the that one is just my, my round I was so impressed yeah. about that. Yeah, man. I'm an but, impressive guy. Yes, but, <laughs> oh, you mean like but, the origin of Capoeira? Yeah. 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 Uh, Bukimi, shout out to her as well. She's been saying that for, for a long yeah. time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. But anyway, the point he was making was that um, there's, 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 there's very little money in mixed martial arts in Nigeria and also there's the problem of, you know, is it li it's not licensed mm. so so there's a you know there's a boxing licensing mm -hmm. you know yeah. but we don't have we don't have one for mixed martial arts but it just helps chip away at that validation of um recognition thing if there's a big event in south africa you have nigerians winning belts up and down even though you know we already have the belts but it's the kind of thing that you can use to convince you know these old sclerotic men that run mm -hmm. things in nigeria that this is worth doing yeah. and you cook you can also much more easily attract I, investment i want to say something as well i think i mean great that you brought that point up but we also actually been a bit too hard on ourselves because mm. i was in the uk for so long and up until 2014 when i came back there was still no real regulatory body for mma in, yeah, UK. That's true, yeah. in the true. uk true true so we're trying about it here like see it can exist. It can be organized. I mean, the council will step up, step yeah. in sometimes. So if you want to do a show, the council needs to know. Some parts of the council will say you, no, no cages allowed, only boxing rings. So there's there's people that keep their eyes on stuff, but there was no MMA body. But mm. this is the reason why I yeah. think that's really important. This is Nigeria. Mm -hmm. Somebody can just decide. Open your um, during your during your boxing mm -hmm. event, just bust in and say, "Ah, task force." This is unlicensed uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, prize yeah. fighting. Oh, yeah, for, for even for our own. So, yeah, yeah, for for, own, yes. so for the protection of people in there, the sooner you have a body that you can point to, especially in a country like Nigeria where there are just vultures looking to victimize people um, who are promoters. That's for sure. You, you know, it helps to have those things in place. So. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. All right then. Um, I think we've we've exhausted yeah. our topics yeah. for the day. Well. Um, massive shout out to uh, Dewey Cooper, who is uh, Francis Ngannou's striking coach. I sent him a message um, asking him if he could put uh, some of our stuff on his page, mm. and, and he was receptive to oh, that's it. That's really nice. Oh, massive thank shout you, out. Mr. Oh, Cooper. Uh, he's a really he's a really supportive guy. Coach Coops. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> hopefully Francis sees that when he does that, yeah. that might open up some doors. And massive shout out to Will Harris, the guy who right. runs Anatomy of a Fighter. Yeah. I sent him our contents uh, by two a.m. Apparently, I think it even woke me up from sleep. He, oh, we've, wow. we've spoken in comment section before. He responded saying that he liked the, the what, what we're doing and he's going to we're definitely going to repost it oh, for us. Oh, wow. So nice. massive shout outs to both of them and um, you, hopefully we keep growing. Guys, please support the support this movement by subscribing to the YouTube channel and following us on social media. It's Combat Culture AF on Instagram, on Twitter, Combat Culture Africa on Instagram, Combat Culture Africa on Facebook. And if you want to send us an email, ask us a question, want to get a shout out on the show, send us an email at combatcultureafrica at gmail.com. All right, guys, on three, two, one. Peace. Peace.